welcome to another exciting episode of Real Estate Steps. I am your host, Nick Dimitropoulos, where we talk all things real estate. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of Real Estate Steps. I am your host, Nick Dimitropoulos, Associate Broker with eXp Realty. Uh, this is our second podcast for the uh, year of 2021, January 29th, and we have a special guest. I have Richard Weinberg with CMA Financial Group, uh, who will be sharing some wisdom with us. Hello, Richard. How are you? Doing outstanding, Nick. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, buddy. I'm finally glad that we were able to go ahead and get together. Real quick, guys, uh, I'm going to touch on some Sacramento statistics. Uh, This is for the month of December 2020. Okay, real quick. Uh, just breakdown of what's going on and how real estate in our area is changing. And then we've got some good stuff that Richard is going to share with us. Okay, so bear with me here. Uh, This is uh, data for Sacramento County and City of West Sacramento from the Sacramento Association of Realtors. Um, There were 1,528 homes that were sold last month. Uh, 756 of those were that sweet spot I like to call between the $350,000 and the $500,000 range that a lot of people are looking for, but 415 of those homes were between $500,000 and $750,000. So we're seeing more and more of those homes being sold. Uh, Types of loans, okay? 67% of those were conventional loans, Uh, 16% were FHA, and 10% were cash. So we are seeing some cash investors in there buying properties. Um, days on market. I love how they do this. Zero to 30 days, (laughs) 87%. In other words, we are seeing homes flying off the market. It's just, it's incredible. Uh, anything over 31 days is nine is at 9%. Types of financing. It looks like conventional loans are, are taking the cake. They're just killing everything out there right now. Uh, so I guess there's some good conventional loans out there and Richard's going to talk about those uh, in a few minutes. Uh, so this is, and I've got these things, I'm going to, these sheets here, if you can see them, I'm going to make sure that, uh, we post them on our website, uh, realestatesteps.net. Uh, so you can get those. Uh, so I want to compare last month with, uh, December of 2019. So December of 2020 with December, 2019 listings published in December, 2020, 1,074. 2019, 829. So we saw a 29.6% increase. Uh, Number of REO sales. A lot of people are asking me, I want to buy an REO. I'm going to tell you, last month there were six REOs in the Sacramento area. Not a lot. Okay. Uh, Number of short sales, five. So we're, we're not seeing that. And I think that's because people have equity in their homes and they're not just going to let their homes go. Am I right, Richard, with that? Would you agree with that? I completely agree with you, Nick. Okay. Total number of closed escrows, 1,528. That closed last month, a year ago, 1,244. So we saw a 22.8% increase in home sales over a one year. This is a number I like. I'm going to slip down to the the final number. Number of closed escrows in the year of uh, 2020 and in 2019, 16,421 in 2020. 16,561 in 2019. 2019, we actually sold more homes, but look at this. This is this is interesting, Richard. Dollar value of closed escrows for 2020. This is Sacramento County and the city of West Sacramento. 
million difference. Wow. Even though home sales were virtually the same. So what does that say? What does that tell us? It tells us home home prices are going up. And uh, I think Richard is is going to be sharing some of that with us. Uh, I've got uh, one, one more thing Richard shared with me, home values growth. Uh, I'm just going to stick with Sacramento area. The average home in Sacramento right now is selling at $475,045. Um, average rents are $1,942. Okay, and we're seeing an increase month by month, year by year. Richard has some great information. He is a loan officer. Richard, give me a, a quick history about yourself. How long you've been in the business? What prompted you to get into this suicidal, crazy business? And uh, give me a little short history about yourself. Short history. Well, first, thank you, Nick, for having me. And you got it. I've been in the industry for over 30 years. I've closed over a billion dollars of transactions. I love what I do. I love helping people. And I save people in general. I help people save money, save time, and help them get into affordable payments that work for them now and in the future. And I believe that owning a home is the safest and best way towards financial independence. Yep. So that's what I want for everybody. And that's the reason why I'm doing what I do is financial independence for those who may not get there. And I help them tailor fit loans to meet their financial needs, taking into, taking into account their short-term goals and their long-term expectations of where they want to be in the future. Okay. That's what I do. Yeah. You know, it's interesting uh, because you and I spoke yesterday, and I know that deep down in your core, you believe that buying real estate is probably the best way to build wealth, okay? And uh, it's it's really funny watching this and talking about this, especially now because, you know, the big story is is about this uh, GameStop and how the hedge funds, you know, uh, we're, we're trying, to, we're trying to, to just screw these guys, these buyers that bought into it. And, and it's just, it's amazing what's happening in the stock market, how they tried to short them. Uh, and I've never been one for, for the stock market. It's, it's always been just too volatile for me. Uh, but real estate is something I understand. And, uh, you know, when I talk to someone like you and you, you tell me, hey, look at these numbers. If you do this, you get this, you get that. It, it just that stuff makes sense to me. You shared something with me. Let me see if I can pull that up. You guys see that? Can anyone see that sheet? Or is it just Cannot a white? See it. It's a white form. OK, it's probably because of the green screen I've got behind me over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is stuff I'm going to share. Let me see. If I hold it up here, will you see it? No, it's still a white sheet. I love it. Okay. Probably because there's a lot of green on this sheet. Um, this is a sheet that you... But green means money. Yeah, green, green means, means money. money. This is something, and again, I'm going to put it on our website, folks, if you want to get it. Uh, it's a rent versus buy, but it's it's one of the better ones I've seen because basically uh, what, what I call it is gaining wealth through owning real estate. And that's going to be the title of this podcast. Gaining wealth through owning real estate. Uh, so, Richard, you sent this sheet to me yesterday. We were looking at the a purchase of a home, four hundred eighty nine thousand nine hundred dollar home, with ten percent down, 
So your mortgage on that home would be $440,910. Okay? Yes. Go over that with me. The the PITI, what we're looking at. Well, when putting it together, I I put it together based on conservative figures as far as interest rates go, payments. And I also wanted to take into account the downside. How much it would be to repair homes, how much it would be to in the long run. So this way, when budgeting to make sure that everything fits in a homeowner's budget, to make sure everything fits. So they know how much money they'll have invested in their home. So based on a 3% interest rate, the payment would be $1,859. The taxes and insurance would be $655 a month. That also includes a PMI as well. And the maintenance and repairs, which nobody computes, nobody figures that when they buy, I figured that at $204 a month. So this way, their total monthly expense on the average would be $2,718 a month to own. To own, okay. Almost a $500,000 home. Now, to rent that home, what are you renting at? Rent would be uh, $2,533 a month. Yep. Plus, they're required to have a insurance on it. Right. That right. renter, renter's insurance. So that would be $2,571 yep. of what that renter would have to pay for that home. And you know, and I got to tell you, that's our market right here. That's what it is to rent a home like that. It is. And by the way, a year ago, that home for 489000 how much How much would that have sold for last year? That's right. At least 7% less, maybe 10. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 450000 Yeah. 460000 So if someone would have bought last year, they would have made $30,000, $40,000. By not buying, someone lost Thirty to forty thousand. Wow! And and that's that's the difference between ownership and renting, between owning your life and renting a life. But going further, um, the difference between the two payments, Nick. How much? What is the difference between the two payments? Uh, the difference is one hundred forty-four dollars. We calculated that. <laughs> For one hundred forty-four dollars, you own the home. You own the home. You've got the tax breaks. Keep going. Tell me what happens in nine years. In nine years, you're going to pay out of pocket an extra to be an owner. $18,961 to own it. Extra out of pocket. That's the downside. Yeah. That's the downside. Yeah. <laughs> However, the upside is so huge. So much of financial independence has grown here. Two different ways. You've got the... Um, appreciation. In other words, how much the home is going up in value. And that's based on seven point, uh, about 7% percent, 7.01%. At the end of nine years, nine years, that home is worth $901,000. Wow. A wow. gain of appreciation <laughs> of, of almost 412,000. Damn. That's how you build wealth, folks. That's a build well. So tell me, okay. So let's keep going. Well, that that's that's the first step of gaining right. wealth 
through real estate. The second, which nobody talks about, is when you make a payment. Part of that payment goes to, to pay down the mortgage, pay down the principal. And over nine years, you've just paid 93000 and change towards the principal, that amortization gain. That's what that amortization gain is, right, right, right. So when you talk about that extra 18000 loss, if you will, you just gain 93000 right there in that amortization gain, plus that 411000 That's the gross profit you've made if you were to sell your home <laughs> in that period of time. I love it. That's, that's financial independence. That, that's financial independence. Just imagine owning two or three of those. So how do we do that? How do we own two or three, Rich? I bought a home. I hold on to it for a couple of years. It, it gains in equity. I want to do this again, but now I want to do it with a rental. Watch it grow. I collect the rental income. It's paying the mortgage. But I'm also now building equity in this home that I could one day potentially sell. And who knows? I don't know. Sell it and pay off my home or, or retire in the Bahamas or do whatever you need one day. I love it. Bahamas sounds pretty darn good to me. It right does, now. especially now with the weather we're having. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now, the, the equity in the home, they call it dead equity. Dead, because it's doing nothing. It's, it, it, there's no, it's, it's beneficial to have the equity, but if you're not using it towards a goal, towards independence, it's doing nothing right. to help you. Right. So right now, with interest rates being so low, yeah. uh, it's never been this low. Under 3% on a fixed rate, yeah. it's free money. Use that de debt equity, get that cash out because that's tax-free cash in your pocket. Use that money to buy one, two, three, four rental properties. Use it. And then what you do is you, you've got that rental income coming in paying the rent, or which, which uh, the rent coming in will cover the mortgage. You've got that extra tax benefit when everything is said and done. You save money on your taxes. You're creating wealth with multiple properties. And as you said, Nick, seven, eight, nine, ten years later, sell a rental property, pay off the mortgage right. on the home that you're living in. Right. Sell two properties pay off the mortgage, and put a lot of cash in your pocket. Yep. Yep. Which is fantastic. Nice. It nice. truly is. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So I've and got that's something. That's one of the things I really appreciate, you, appreciate about you, Nick, is that you're able to see the end at the beginning to visualize what can happen with that person, with that buyer, with that investor, where you know what will happen, yeah. which a lot of real estate professionals can't. Yeah. That's what I, one of the things I've noticed and admired about you, that analytical thinking that you have, which... Well, again, I, I don't know, and I don't pretend to know much about stocks, okay? Uh, I've seen a lot of people, I know a lot of people that have lost their shirts, okay? Especially in the, the 2007-2008 debacle. Um, and I mean, you've seen whole, whole retirement plans disappear. Uh, and yeah, real estate took a hit in those years, but man, it's strong. It's back and it's strong. Okay. And how long, how long was it? 10 years, 11 years? Yeah. About, yeah. About 10, 11 years. Okay. It's, it's strong. It's back. 
uh, people that had money back then were buying real estate. I remember the, the, the trend of people buying large corporations, buying hundreds of homes just in this area, just in our area. And they weren't selling them. They knew something. They knew something was up. Okay. So that's, that's what I look at. I look at what these big boys try and do and, and uh, just try and figure it out and try and emulate them. Exactly. Uh, do what the wealthy people do. If the wealthy people do it, why not you? Yeah, yeah. Why, why not? not? Why not? And use leverage other people's money, the bank's money, to create wealth. And that money that you're borrowing, at, that free money at 3% or so, it, it's just amazing. It's free money. Yep. It's uh, free money. I, 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 want, I always like doing these podcasts, and I like educating um, our buyers and sellers out there, okay? And that's why I have you on as a guest. Uh, some people are on the fence on whether they think they should buy now or wait. Uh, what are the advantages of not waiting? Oh, my. With the pandemic and the coronavirus happening, it opened up the door to lower interest rates. Mm-hmm. And... Once that cure comes out when we're out of the quarantines, rates, what most experts believe, will start going up. There's a window open. And what we can't do is lose this opportunity of this near-free money that's out there. Because once that virus is cured, Rates will be going up. Yeah. Just about everybody says that. Yeah. And yeah. right now, take advantage of the opportunity. Get that low rate by two, three rental properties while the affordability is there, while that positive cash flow will be there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and use that tax benefit as well. You, you can't lose. You can't you lose. You can't lose. Uh, I've got, and I know you probably know, uh, there are a couple of people currently rent. Some are thinking to purchase a home, and there are many who may not know that they already can afford to purchase a home. I've, I run into these people all the time. Uh, if someone is in that situation or mindset, what would you recommend they do first? First thing to do is you need to look at the numbers to okay. see if it makes sense. Right. Number one, talk to a mortgage professional. Mm-hmm. Talk to Nick. Really go through the numbers. Fine-tune the numbers. Put together a budget. And then... When everything is said and done, when you put together the numbers and, and with the different programs that are available, if you can get something now, wonderful. If you can't, we'll put together a, a roadmap, a, a good financial professional, a good loan officer, or, or, or Nick can, can really put together a great roadmap to get you on course, a plan to get there. And that's what it is is the plan. Owning a home now is a plan. Owning a home in the future, if you can't buy one now, you need a plan to get there. You need a plan to get there. But by all means, if you can afford to do it, now's the time because rates will be going up and you need to see the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. You need to see the numbers. It's so important. Yeah. You know, you brought something up and we're going to talk about rates here in a minute. Um, uh, and you're right. I think you're right, is that uh, because of the pandemic, we're in a unique situation that I don't think we're ever going to see again in our lives. I remember years ago when interest rates were at 6 and 
and they hit 5%, I remember saying, man, they're never going to go lower than that. And 5% was a good rate. Okay. And, and then they started dropping and dropping and it's like, oh my God, what is going on? Uh, when the coronavirus hit, I was a little apprehensive about what was going to happen with with real estate in general. Were people going to start losing their jobs? Were they going to start paying their mortgages? Were they going to stop buying homes? Uh, if anything, it's almost like the reverse. You know, they kept the interest rates low. And if anything, the reverse happened. We see very little inventory. It's driving prices up. We see homes closing in four or five days. Okay, not 30 days. I said zero to 30 days earlier. We see literally days, one to two weeks. How many How many multiple offers arrive day one? Higher multiple than the asking. Multiple, multiple, higher than asking. Uh, many of these lenders, you know this, they even waive appraisals. Okay, they just, we don't need an appraisal. We know the area, we know the market, this is what's going on, let's just move on. I mean, this stuff happens. A couple more questions. One of the things I see coming up as an agent is that buyers want to purchase a home um, they save for a down payment, but what but what keeps them from buying a home is they don't have the money to turn the house that they purchased into the home and make it the way they wanted. Uh, do people need to save more before buying? So this is a, a saving. I, again, I run into these people. They go, well, I don't have the money. I haven't saved enough money. So so talk to me about those people. Nick, great question. There, right now, we've got access to opportunities where if someone finds a home that they love they've got a little bit of money to work with and it needs repairs we'll finance the repairs for them all in one loan okay make it easy nice. for them nice make it easy for them say that there's a bathroom um, that's not there it opens up the doors it it opens up the inventory for those kind of buyers knowing that they could buy a home that needs work, that needs a new kitchen, needs a new bathroom, or there's an issue with the roof. Because we'll finance it all, all with one loan. Nice. Everybody deserves to be a homeowner. I like that. So you've we got live those in programs. America. You've got we those live, programs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We live in America. The American dream is owning a home. Right. And owning a home is the path for them to be financially independent. Yep, I agree. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, give me an idea. Current state of the mortgage market. What's going on? Wow. The rates are incredible. They are. Um, last year was a record-breaking year in the mortgage industry. We doubled the amount of volume we've ever done in a year. Wow. As an industry. Wow. And a lot of the companies, their people are working from home because of the virus. So in doing that, it's caused, it caused an issue closing on time. Okay. What we've done, we've at our company, uh, we've taken that out of the picture. We, we do everything virtually. We've done everything virtually where it doesn't affect us at all. We could still close relatively quick, 14 days, 20 days, 22 days, depending upon the situation. But the, the, the mortgage industry itself, rates are low. Rates are incredible. The concern that we have in the mortgage industry is once we're out of the pandemic, rates will start going up. Right. And that's the concern. Right. That's the concern. The people who wouldn't, 
who didn't take advantage of the opportunity to refinance won't. The people who didn't buy, who lost the that opportunity, get scared and they stop looking. Right. That's the concern that we have in the industry. But right now is the time for everything. Do you think the rates may go down even more, Rich? If they go down, it won't go down by much. There's not much room. There's not much room. What are they now? I mean, we we said three, but that was an example. I mean, what what's the current 30-year, you know, 20% down uh, conventional loan? Uh, 2.625 to 2.75. Wow. That's unbelievable. Um, this this morning, I did a VA loan at 2.5%. Wow. A VA excuse loan. Excuse me. Excuse me. 2.25%. A VA loan at 2.25. 2.25%. My goodness. So if you're a veteran, buy a home. No money down. No and, money. And you know, that brings up another example. So if you want to go even, even shorter on your term, 15 or 10 year, the rates are even lower, aren't they? They are. They are. And that, when putting together the plan, the financial plan, sometimes it makes sense to go for that 15 or 10 year, 20 year loan. Right. Sometimes it doesn't. And that's what we do. Right. Through the questions and the answers. So we talked about this and I want to bring it up again. Uh, And I want you to touch on this one more time. Uh, Buying investment property. Someone's interested, okay, because I know that there's people in our audience that have equity in their homes and and you've piqued their curiosity and they're maybe they've thought about this. Okay, well, man, it would be nice to buy an investment property, but but how do I do it? How much money do I need as a down payment? Is it a different kind of loan? Is it a different kind of interest rate? Um, talk about that real quick. With With an investment property, about 25% down. Okay. The, the interest rate is slightly higher, slightly higher, 2.99%. Okay. Slightly higher. Wow. <laughs> uh, it, it's, <laughs> it's free money there. And so with it's, current rents, you're basically, you know, the, the renter is paying your mortgage. Or if not pretty close. And when you take into account the tax benefits. Right. The depreciation, all the write-offs plus the appreciation where the values are going up, plus the amortization gain, making money different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. Richard, I have your information here. Richard, real quick, your name and a good email address, and I'm going to also share your, your contact information uh, on our website. But but go ahead. Give me your, your a good email, a good phone number. Thank you very much, Richard Weinberg. The name of my company is CMA Financial Group, CMA Financial Group. My telephone number, you want my direct cell. So call or text, whichever is better for you, 949-769-9333. Again, 949-769-9333. Email address is my first name, Richard at cmafg.com. 
richard at cmafg.com. Fantastic. Richard, we're going to have to do this again and uh, touch on uh, more issues with real estate and, and see how else we can help people out there. Uh, I am Nick Dimitropoulos. Real quick, I'm going to give a shout out and talk to some of uh, the uh, realtors that are listening in on our podcast. Um, I am with EXP Realty. It is the probably the fastest growing company, uh, real estate company in the world right now because they're expanding in different parts of the world. And uh, our team is expanding. We're looking for realtors. If you're interested, reach out, contact me, and let's talk. Hey, Richard, fantastic having you. Uh, it was fun. We got to do this again. And uh, hey, everybody, we'll see you again. Have a good one.